Welcome to the Level 85 Rogue Podcast, Fleshy. What you're about to hear may hurt those delicate little ears of yours. Such gutter speak is sometimes not for ears like yours. Perhaps my blade may amend that situation for you. Prepare to shadow dance. You don't have enough energy for the Forsaken. Welcome to episode two of the Level 85 Undead Rogue Podcast. I'm Ian and he's James. James, say hi. Hello. Excellent. Thank you for joining us for our second episode of the Level 85 Undead Rogue Podcast, where we're going to be talking this week about the lead-up to patch 5.04 on the 27th uh, for those in the US region, in the North America region, and the 28th for those of you in Europe land. James, this is going to be a big, big week. It's huge for Blizzard and also huge for other companies in the industry. As many people know, August 27th is also the official release date of Guild Wars 2. Um, with this competition, Blizzard has came out and said that they're releasing 5.0.4 on the 27th as well, um, which will bring lots of things, uh, one of them being the currency conversion along with other content. Yep, the currency conversion. This is sort of... Uh, like we're going to steer clear just to give you a heads up with this uh, episode we're not going to get into oh your paladin will be able to do this your death knight will do that uh, we're not going to get into that if you want to know more about what changes are going to affect your class this coming week with the release of 5.04 which is the pre-expansion patch for the Mist of Pandaria uh, I would suggest go and check out some great sites like tankspot.com check out elitistjerks.com have a look onto the official WoW forums for North America and Europe. Have a look on YouTube. There's some great video guides that are out there. Have a look at those. But currency conversion. So when this patch 5.04 goes and jumps onto people's uh, screens, you know what? And this is a big fucking patch. You know, they say it's 6 gigs. I've had a 16 gig file downloading in the background for this. The currency conversion means that as of 5.04, when you log in after the patch goes live on the 27th in North America, 28th in Europe land, um, you will no longer be able to earn valor points or conquest points until the launch of the Mist to Pandaria. So every single uh, boss fight that you do in PvE, you are going to earn justice points. All of your current valor points will convert into justice points and you will be able to go above your cap until the mist of pandaria launches but after that there'll be a conversion from anything over 4000 justice points will be converted into gold i think at the rate of 25 silver per justice point and you're and on tuesday slash wednesday this week coming your valor, your sorry, your conquest points will then convert into honor points. You'll no longer be able to earn conquest points. You will only earn honor points. And the current um, arena season is actually going to end. So, uh, what's going to happen is, for two weeks after patch 5.04, um, that's when they're actually going to do the conversion for anyone who's over the 4,000 justice and 4,000 honor points. Um, James, this is you're going to have people rocking around with an awful lot of uh, valor points and honor points. I mean, like what I'm looking forward to is that when that point when they convert everything over, I can buy a shitload of heirlooms and line everything up for when I go level my monk. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that people are going to be doing with most of this because anything else that you don't use, I think, uh, two weeks after the patch gets converted to gold, which is a very 
crappy, I think like 35 silver per point. Yep. So it's not really worth your while to not spend it. Whereas you can spend it on all those heirloom gears that you thought you might ne never use or want. Um, it's yeah. definitely a great way to get all that new gear for your new panda. Yeah, it's, that's the one thing I would definitely recommend to people. Like if you, if you have never bought leather heirloom gear before and you are even contemplating rolling a panda or a monk in uh, the Mist of Pandaria... If you've got honor points and you've got um, honor, uh, sorry, honor points and justice points, go and buy yourself the heirlooms now and put them to one side for your panda. Get yourself the chest, get yourself the shoulders, get yourself the trinkets, get yourself the two-handed mace, um, or get yourself a dagger. You know, get yourself ready and get as much together as possible. Put aside those... Uh, those ember silk bags, those 22 slot bags for yourself, and uh, just get start getting bits and pieces together. That's one one thing I would say if you've got an awful lot of these points gathered up. Um, so you, you, I would. It really is a case of use them or lose them. Um, I was one thing I would definitely recommend to people. Now it doesn't necessarily mean you know stop PVEing, because all the items that you know did cost the valor and conquest points will now be justice and honor as well. Exactly. That's everything that was. Could it, like when you, you go into your PVE vendors, uh, the stuff that was conquested. Jez James has just said they're going to go in and become uh, viable with justice points and so on. So, actually, the one thing which is I think this is also going to uh, open up is that there are people out there who are probably going to, as this comes through, is they're going to be looking for. You know, the whole transmog thing. Are people going to start buying bits and pieces to complete transmogs or put transmog stuff aside for their um, monks as a result? You know, especially some of the BOE stuff like, you know, the boots, the belts and so on. Because uh, there's a couple of bits and pieces I'm looking there and I'm like, hmm, I think my paladin could do it. A couple of bits and pieces. And as opposed to where I was like, ah, do I really want to spend conquest points when I'm gearing up uh, like a third gear set for my paladin? And I, I generally play Ress and I've moved more towards playing tank with it. But there's been occasions where I still keep my healing stuff around. And I'm like, hmm, some of those kits could do with completing those out. Yeah, because it's definitely the opportunity to, you know, get those things that you never really wanted to drop the points on. Um, you know, you with the conversion, you'll be able to go over the 4K cap, but until you at least get below 4,000, you can't earn anymore. So the cap is still there in effect. It's just not in effect when the conversion happens. Um, so, I mean... If you ever had a piece that, well, that looks cool, or I don't use that at all, but I want it for a transmog set, I mean, it's the perfect time to do so. You know, just dump the points, and they're going to become almost worthless anyways. Yeah, I mean, the one thing which I suppose we really should say to people is that even though Valor points and Conquest points, uh, as of like this coming week when they get cut off of 5.04, you will be able to re-earn them again on September 25th when the Mr. Pandaria launches. But the, the val and at that point, characters will be able to get up to 1,000 Valor a week and they'll be able to carry up to a maximum of 3,000 Valor. Uh, you know, daily quests, random scenarios, random heroic dungeons, and uh, any of the raids that you do 
will reward valor and valor with valor you get then you'll be able to buy eye level 489 gear from the vendors in the mist mandaria you'll be able to get them from the factions like the Claxi, the golden lotus shadow pan the augustus celestial factions um but to buy those gear you will need to make sure you're revered with those factions for people in the PvP side of things, you know, the P versus P, one of my personal favorites. Uh, Conquest, you'll be able to get up to a cap of 4,000. Uh, arenas and Battlegrounds, as per usual, reward Conquest. And you'll be able to get I uh, level 483 from Pandaren Battlemasters on the Great Wall. Um, but then the... James, guess what? They're actually going to change the Valor system again. What? Why would they ever do that? You know what? What's basically going to happen is that uh greg street aka ghost crawler um a while ago i think it was sometime back in march uh said that the valor point system was actually going to change and this is what they were kind of envisioning for um the in the mr pandaria one of the things that he and i'm going to quote directly for this right he'd said that the the change next change I want to mention is that we plan to adjust the role of valor points. Valor, or the various names the currencies had over the years, was originally added for two reasons. One, it helped to mitigate bad luck for all the times when uh, boss just refused to drop an item that they want people someone wanted, and two, it helped encourage players to stay within the group even when they didn't need anything. So it was kind of like a carrot and a stick at that point. Okay, so one of the things that he said was he's in the Mr. Pandaria, Valor is going to be used to be able to power a feature that allows you to increase the item level of your existing epic items. Okay, so what they're saying here is you're going to take your Valor, you're going to buy this, um, I don't know, some kind of a little token that you'll hand over, say, like 1,600 or 2,200 Valor, and then when you use this, it'll be like... Um, an enhancement that you add on to an item gear and it'll increase the item level on that so it's um and you'll do that to any of the slotted gears that you have so you're saying to me that they're going back to an old system of having two sets of gear one for 10 man but 20 and 25 man but not actually having the difference while raiding uh kind of and no it, it what what it'll almost do is like you know the way you get the leg armors right now. Or actually, do you know what the do you know what the better um, analogy for this is? You go into Raid Finder and you get one level of gear and you fight one boss. You go into normal level of raiding and you notice that there's a jump in the eye level. There's a jump in the stats. What they're planning for you to do is that you will be able to buy not you won't be able to do every single slot, but you'll be able to do a couple of slots from what I gather. And you'll apply this thing, it'll do is it'll increase the baseline stats of your gear, but it won't put it up above the next level of gear. So if you're a normal level of gear, you'll apply this and it'll give you an interim jump between your current level and say the heroic level of gear. So that no uh, gotcha. And if you've got heroic level gear, it'll allow you to increase the stats on that. Um, you know, and you know what this is all just leading one way towards the great big fucking number crunch that they've been talking about for a long time, where just the gear stats are just getting completely out of whack. I mean, we're from like my time in the beta, we're looking at what, like five hundred K tanks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where before if you had two K you'd be like, You're good to go. <laughs> yeah, you know but I remember in, in Ice Crown Citadel rocking in there with a sixty K uh Death Knight, and I'm thinking I was the shit. 500k tanks. That's just fucking insane. 
Yeah, I also miss the resist gear. Like, not a lot of people use resist gear. There's just no fights for them anymore. But, no. I mean, it's something that they geared away from, having those high stats. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing that they can really do to stop the progression of that. Uh, it's just something that continues to snowball to yeah. insanity. You know, and I think they're like from what the, what we've um, sort of read on the blue posts is, I think they're just trying to get everything to push towards that insanity to where people cry out and go, "Fuck no, no more! You're actually making math that makes our head hurt." Just get on with it and take it down. Because I think they're at this point where they're like, people are saying, yeah, we don't mind the great big number squish, that's okay. But if they logged on the next day and went, what the fuck, what do you mean I've gone from like a 210k tank back down to 60k? You fucking nerfed the shit out of my tune, dude. Don't do that again. Yeah, yeah it's definitely, um, you know, those number crunchers, you know, theory crafters will be able to cope with it, but a lot of the casual players will have that huge learning curve of trying to comprehend the buff inside of a nerf. I was critting for 60k and now I crit for 6. Motherfuckers. You know, that's the, that's what they were trying to avoid. But I think at these the way the numbers, the way they're letting them snowball is, is to force it to that point. And you know what? Just when I'm sort of thinking about this, uh, you know, the incoming patch, you know, I bet I will do one thing that every other goddamn player does when the new when a new uh, patch that's with this sizable amount of sort of mechanics changes. Because this patch isn't really about adding content, although you will get the Theramore uh, scenario, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, the big thing with this is going to be make sure... Now, everyone make sure your attention just make sure you update your add-ons. And James, what's the most important part of that? Make sure you load out-of-date ones, because once you don't, it messes up placement, you start raging, and then you're like, now I have to rebuild my whole new UI. And no one likes ragers. Nope. And rebuilding UIs, you know what? I've done it a couple of times. And even though I've got this, I've got to kind of set up in a way they can roll a UI in quickly, it's still such a pain in the ass. Also, if servers are up on patch day and you're not ready for raid, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, man, you know what? It's But, you know, make sure you do that. And it's the most important thing. Um, one of the, the other things which is going to be coming up with this is that you are now going to see the account-wide mounts and pets uh, come into play as well with this. Now, there's been a couple of exceptions that are not going to happen and you know what i can kind of understand their reasoning for this um the guild herald and the guild page pet and the argent gruntling pet or the argent uh you know the human version of it whatever the fuck it is i can't remember the name of it even though you know i play human paladin i should know this because i play on the on the meatbag side of things now um yeah i know <laughs> um the, those pets are not going to be account wide and they'll actually be marked as uh, grey pets so if you and it, you will not be able to take horde pets and play them on the alliance and vice versa uh, the other thing as well which they're not, uh, again horde mounts are not going to be available to the alliance to royal around on and vice versa as well um, and I think what they're doing is they're prepared to allow people to combine up to about 500 um, pets on their account between all their various characters, um, but they'll remove duplicates, so you'll have every single character will only have one of the things. So they'll do that. But they'll, they said something about doing it up to about fifteen hundred. 
is there people out there that have enough where they can warrant having 1500 pets in total spread across their tunes well i don't think right now but um definitely with their pet bouting system coming out they might just start introducing like slew of pets with every content update um more than what they have in the past like every now and then you'll see maybe them add like two to five pets um but they might start doing a situation where it's not going to be you know it's going to be color variants yeah not just you know completely new creature it's going to be just massive numbers of color variants i mean they already have that quite a bit such as like with like the moths um from burning crusade and stuff like that uh i mean i have quite a few and uh at least mount wise i have i'm kind of glad that i have a couple mounts that i'll finally be able to use on other characters um that i earned on my hunter that i almost never play anymore yeah i mean the other thing as well they're introducing into this patch is and i'm kind of excited for this is new talent system and and there's a couple of people out there like another change to the talent system really blizz really yes they are this time we are uh, you can say goodbye to the trees trees are now gone so when you log in on tuesday your talent trees are gone what you'll do is you'll pick a specialization uh, for example, I play Paladin, and you know I've never mentioned that before, and I'll pick either, you know, a rest in my primary spec, or I'll pick a prot, or a, um, a holy Paladin, and in any of those spells that came up within the trees, they are actually now f- part of that specialization, and what'll happen is you'll end up with this sort of uh, a tree that'll allow you to pick one of three choices every 15 levels. There's about six tiers. We're not going to get access to the sixth tier until we get to level 90 with the launch of Mr. Pandaria. So, and we'll also see the removal of Prime Glyphs. So they're going to be gone. And Prime Glyphs tend to be, you know, the whole DPS, the heals per second or the threat per second um affecting glyphs those ones are going to be gone so we're going to be into more the um the, the regular glyphs that are going to be in there um and you're going to have the to the north lot of the major glyphs which are going to be the power and utility bonus ones and then you'll have the minor glyphs which will be the more fun ones and i'm actually looking forward to with my paladin to having like the four wings like the fucking butterfly a holy butterfly <laughs> I'm just looking forward to that fist of justice for a six second stun. Uh, <laughs> You're sick, man. It's a bit ridiculous, but it's their whole new system. Um, I think what they're aiming for is to get away from the cookie cutter. Uh, this will definitely add that a little bit at the beginning, but they're still going to be ending up to a cookie cutter spec. Um, Definitely. I mean, that's going to be... I mean, you're already starting to see the rage for mages. You know, if I see yeah. uh, if I see the guys in the Daily Blink once more put up a buff mages thing, you're going to be like, fuck you. Your mages are getting buffed out the wazoo. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. It's a good system. It's... Um, it adds a little bit more diversity Uh that way, if you have something like two Holy Paladins healing in a raid, uh, they can easily be as effective and not geared towards a certain thing, but have different bonusing effects uh, for the raid. So I think that's something that will help that 
you know, because there was some specs you could go as Holy Paladin that you were a lot weaker at certain healing, but you brought more utility. And now you can still bring the strong healing and both can have two separate sides of utility. Yeah, I mean... The uh, I think a couple of the fun things are going to be in there, especially for the mages, where they can polymorph a, a critter for 24 hours. You're going to have the druids who are going to have that new stag uh, travel form is going to come up as well. As I mentioned, the paladins are going to have, like, where they get four wings. You know, they don't need Red Bull. They just need another fucking, uh, you know, they just need a minor glyph. And problem solved but you know one of the more exciting things i don't know if it's exciting but one of the great things they're actually doing with this is all the cooking awards have now been combined into a single currency so you no longer have cooking awards and and dalaran cooking awards you're going to have something they're going to be renamed and combined together and called epicurean rewards so any people who've got a ton of um those ones that you get from like store if you're in the alliance from Stormwind, Iron Forge, or um, Darnassus, or if you're on the Horde side, you know, getting them from Undercity, Orgrimmar, or from Thunderbluff, you'll be able to now go and get your chef's hat in Dalaran. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, that's such a godsend when you're trying to just create a ton of food. Such a great thing, and then AOE looting, James. You know they're only a couple of years late to the party with this. We're getting AOE looting. I'm glad that they're learning to evolve at least, but it, it is something that finally is in the game. Um, the only thing they need now is auto looting, <laughs> which some games have started to do. But James, uh, just tell the truth. You want them to create the game so it'll play it for you, like all the other little wrath babies. I want it to automate it like my bot does. <laughs> <laughs> we do not but, condone botting. Yeah, no botting. Unless it's a fishing bot, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> it's definitely it's it's definitely a good step. Um, it's something that needed to be added, um, especially with a, a, another round of leveling. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do speed leveling because they and they end up not looting anything because it slows them down. Like looting actually takes a lot of time if you're like especially doing AoE farming. You know so. what one of the things I'm actually looking forward to? The um they're actually removing the daily quest cap limit as well with this. You know, I'm trying to just clean up a couple of faction things, you know, and I'm like, uh, so you've got to do dailies to try and get through those, and you've got to try and pick and choose which ones you do. So they're actually removing that as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. And and that's definitely also gonna work with the um the uh, justice points for anyone that needs to get anything. Uh, you'll definitely be able to keep doing more and more dailies. You'll be able to do some grinding um, for reputation. Because I remember before it had been so much easier if I'd take a day and just keep on doing daily quests. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, I would have to focus on, you know, one faction and I have to do those dailies today or you would try to add them up to make sure you hit exactly 25 or or 10 <laughs> at one point it was 10 so it's it's definitely something that nice um because I think in Miss Pandaria they're having a whole plethora of daily quests that can be done there are a lot of them. And you know what? One of the things that sort of rolls in with the whole thing with factions and everything else is the removal of the head enchants. And that's actually going to take place in the 5.0.4 patch that's coming this uh, this week. So they're going to be removed and they're actually backdating the removal of uh, 
head and chance from the content that's in Wrath and the content that's in TBC as well. So you're going to see the removal of those things from those uh, faction vendors as well. And that's going to be like a massive change for people. Um, now, the other thing which I think they're probably going to be changing as well, I think we were talking about this before, before the show, was the armor kits, which have the uh, the head use as well. I think they're probably going to nix out that side of it too. Yeah, they haven't really mentioned anything about that. They they did say in the blue post that um that they were getting rid of faction enchants, but yeah. I don't know if there was ever a reply or anyone questioned about the armor kit. Uh, it might be something where they were just. I mean, it could be something where they want to get rid of more buffs and things that people have to keep reapplying to armor, um, or it might just be something where you know too many casual shit dicks was like. I don't want to grind this and they got rid of it because they don't want people to grind faction for something that they, they that's mandatory for them to have at a end game leveling. Yeah. Cause that's the one thing I kind of noticed, uh, especially when you get into sort of LF or pug groups is that people were being kicked from them for not having a head enchant, which is a bit fucking lame. You know, if someone has done the rest of the work to get their gear, you know, if you're going to bust their balls, or something which is really just so fucking minor and unimportant. What are you talking about? A major stat that's worth 90, 90 and a secondary stat that's worth, what, 35? Who gives a shit? You know, it, it's it's so fucking minor. It's it's stuff which can be changed up with, uh, in some cases, if you, if you can get the epic gems, you know, you'd nearly make up the amount there. Or if you put in the primary stats into slots, you'd make up for yeah. the loss there. You know, yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's it's definitely something that's you know more focused towards you know you had to have your head enchant for in-game progression because that little tiny bit did make a matter when you were trying to make progression. Oh yeah, a little went Whereas, a long way there. If you're doing LFR or LF dungeon or something like that, it's it's so minor of a fact. It's not something that you would really flip out somebody on. Um, in addition to this, they're doing some other. Uh, not just removals of the head enchants, but they're actually removing the ranged relic and throwing item uh, yeah. slots. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, what's going to happen is if you're a rogue, you're going to throw at your main hand. If you are a hunter, you'll no longer, or sorry, if you're a warrior, for example, you'll no longer need to worry about getting a, a gun or a bow into that slot. If you're a mage, priest, or warlock, your wand will now be kit the same. It'll get a stat boost and it'll be usable the same way as a dagger or a sword in your main hand. For those who want to RP, it's going to be really cool for those guys, especially because there are some really cool looking wands out there. Most notably the ones from Uldur, which I really, really fucking like. Um, and then you've got hunters. Hunters are going to lose their uh, their main hand offhand type deal and they're going to move their bow into being their main and sole weapon of choice the, the removal of range as well but all the ranged weapons are actually going to get a stat boost so that they are the equivalent uh, stats of if they were holding a two handed weapon uh, so they so hunters aren't going to get a kick in the ass as well for losing such a large amount of stats with two major pieces coming out of them which is really really cool for hunters and it, it kind of removes an awful lot of uh the concerns that the hunter playing community had. So I won't be able to raptor strike and pull a boss anymore? No. We had someone do that once. <laughs> but you know what? The other thing that's coming into play as well with this is, and we're talking about sort of changes to things, is the battle tag system, which was 
kind of semi-implemented in the game. You know, if you played Diablo 3, you could add the battle tags of your friends who were playing World of Warcraft, or if you're playing StarCraft 2, you could do it. Now, if you're in World of Warcraft, you can actually add in the battle tags of people. So it's going to make sort of cross-realm grouping uh, even more. And even when we're talking about cross-realm, they're actually going to be introducing some parts of uh, the cross-realm zones uh, James, I know you and me talked about this before in a previous podcast for another website um, where you, you're going to start seeing low populated areas of the world uh, be mashed together across realms so it'll make the world feel a lot fuller than it is at lower levels. So uh, that'll increase the world P versus P. Yeah, I, I think that's actually a really great idea, especially for the PvP servers. Um when you go to those lower zones or making an odd or just catching up on some quest um, for anything like Loremaster, you almost see no one at all. It's yeah. just dead and desolate. I mean, people are out there leveling new things, but you just don't see them because the world's so huge. Yeah, you're kind of um, fucked for group quests. <laughs> exactly. So it's like if you don't have anyone online maybe you're just doing it on nighter and you're playing by yourself, no one on guilds online to come help you with something. Now you have the availability of more than likely running into somebody that is maybe not on the same exact quest, but in the area, someone that you can at least ask, Hey, can someone help me with this? Or does anyone want to do this? It's, it's definitely great. Um, and going along the lines with this, it's, it's also a great addition that we mentioned the new battle tags. Whereas if you meet somebody in one of these cross realms, that you want to do instances with, uh, the battle tags will allow that, you know, to be anonymous. Yeah. Without Um, actually having to hand over your mail address, which I think was kind of off putting to uh, a couple of people, you know, when I'm handing over my email to people to add on to friend in the game, that's also my login in the game as well. So some people were kind of a bit, uh, I don't want to do that, especially because, you know, accounts getting smashed across the way in world of Warcraft is something a lot of people have had to contend with. Yeah, so it definitely adds more of that massively feel back to WoW at the lower levels. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing when we're talking about PvP is uh, we're going to see some changes to the P versus P. We're going to see changes where we're going to see the introduction of PvP power into the game. (laughs) Spell penetration is going to be replaced as that. And resilience is now going to be called PvP resilience. And this is sort of the first change that we're going to see in advance of Mr. Pandaria, where P- where everyone is going to have a base resilience of about 30% uh, at the max level for where you are. You're going to have a... You see, when you start off, you'll have a certain level of resilience. So it won't be a case of you rock up in some PvP gear and you get bent over and <laughs> abused really badly. Uh, you'll yeah. rock in there with 30% resilience, so you'll at least have a 30% damage mitigation going in there to start with, as opposed to just being shredded up like a piece of paper. And uh, your gear then, your PvP gear will be loaded up with this PvP resilience, which will increase the damage mitigation. And then you will have this uh, stat called PvP Power, which will be like a main stat for you, which will be only usable against players. So it'll also reduce the amount of use of uh, high-end PvE items coming into PvP. So that's a really, really good change. And we're going to see all the PvP gear currently in-game. So that'll be all the stuff which is for the current PvP gear, the PvP gear in Wrath, PvP gear in Burning Crusade, um... 
that stuff will now you'll see the backdating of the stats and that stuff as well. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a good approach, especially with the base of thirty percent resilience. Um, I remember when you're just trying to start out when the season's already been going for a while and people have the new gear, it's extremely difficult, even with last season's gear. Um, and adding that extra 30% base will allow at least a little bit more of a fighting chance. It'll, it'll give you that little buffer that you need. Um, and it'll also draw out fights a little bit longer because some of the fights would go by really quick. As you mentioned, people would just run out, get shredded, die in a couple seconds yeah because i always i always really really hated that you know when you leveled up a character to 85 you jumped in and you bought yourself a a set of welfare pvp gear off the auction house you know the uh the vicious gladiator gear uh or the vicious gear you'd go in you'd rock in with that and there'd be guys who'd be running in there with like um latest uh the latest pvp gear and they would just dismantle you you might as well have run in there naked and all you're doing then at that point is you're just face planting off a wall until you can grind enough gear. And you know what? That's not fun. It really, really isn't. And I don't know at what point Gizzard, a Blizzard ever thought that that was actually a fun thing for people to do. Um, so I'm really glad that they're introducing this where to give people at least some sort of a fighting chance or a head start into it. Um, and that's like a really, really good thing. And, you know, one of the other changes that's coming into play with this is... Um, you know the way if you want to queue up for uh, a dungeon or a raid or any of the other queuable content that, that's in-game, you're now going to be able to do that from the one screen as opposed to having three different screens to jump around in. So that's actually a really, really cool change as well. They are they're, they seem to be like getting it that uh, there's the complexity of the UI in terms of like and in functionality and mechanics is getting that down as well, which I think is a really, really good thing. Yeah, definitely. Getting, I mean, just that organizational fact in there makes it a lot easier for new players or people that are new to the LF raid. Um, that way they can jump into it a lot more smoothly. Yeah, one of the things I suppose we really should bring up, and I don't think a lot of people have actually get, gotten this, and especially from looking around at various forums, content on Twitter, uh, stuff on Facebook and blogs and so on, is that the Battle for Theranomore, while it is coming as part of patch 5.04, it's not actually going to be enabled until a few weeks before the Mists of Pandaria. So for anyone who's looking and thinking that they're going to be able to jump into the scenarios for uh, the Battle for Theramore on Tuesday in Northern America or Wednesdays in Europe, Wednesday in Europe, they're not actually. That's not going to be there. The content will be there, but you won't be able to get access to it until a couple of weeks before. And they've already indicated that this is going to be a phased scenario, in the same way the Molten Front dailies were almost. Yeah, I, I think it's um. It's good that it's not coming out right away because that'd be a little bit overwhelming with a lot of the changes to classes and such. Um, But I'm definitely glad they're putting out a few weeks. Hopefully few does mean three uh, ahead of time. That way a lot of people will be able to experience the events. Whereas with uh, the Wrath event was just a couple of days and, and things like that where they're really short events and you had to be online during that time to experience it. Yeah, and I mean, just sort of in in wrapping up the show, I know this week's one has been a little bit long, but there's just been so much as part of this. There's a couple other sort of bits and pieces of interesting information out this week. Um, the If you're in Europe and you're an Italian player, there you guys are actually getting your own realms 
um, and they're actually doing the free migration out to those realms. Uh, there's been posts about this done uh, earlier this week on the European World of Warcraft official blog. You're going to have a PvE realm called Pozo della Eternita, and you're going to have a P PvP realm called Nemesis. Uh, so basically what happens is that's a PvE realm called the Well of Eternity, and a PvP realm called Nemesis. Yeah, my Italian's alright, I can live with that. Um, so basically you guys are going to get free character migration, which is going to be in your... Uh, control panel, and they're gonna, and it's a one-time move. It's a one-way deal as well, um, and there's there have a set of realms that they've set this up for, and I think it's where these realms have got an awful lot of Italian players on them. Um, if you're not from one of the eligible realms, unfortunately, you're gonna need to pony up some euros to Blizzard to go and make a move. So uh, make sure you check out the official World of Warcraft blog. Um, the EU battle.net site will actually carry the information on that. And the other thing as well is, and you know, speaking of free, James, the Mobile Armory Guild Chat and Auction House has gone free. Oh, it's finally. They, they're starting to catch up on all these things that other games are already doing for being Hint, such a powerhouse. Hint, Rift, yeah. Rift, 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 Rift. Now, only if the, you know, remote app. Uh, had any kind of mini game, kind of like the Rift one does. Um, you know, maybe something that involved pet battles. Uh, that'd be phenomenal. You know what? I want them to make a fucking iPad app. Because you know what? The, the, the iPhone app just looks shit on an iPad. <laughs> it, they probably will. Like, um, I, I see that as a possibility for them in the future with the mobile app. Uh, going to iPad and Android and um, Android tablets and and updating it with pet pet battle system. You know, tinfoil hat time. Tinfoil hat time. You know, if they decide to go down the route, and they haven't said they have or they won't, of bringing pet battles into the mobile app, and you know, making that a premium feature. <laughs> Hear me, yeah. Blizzard. Premium feature. If they bring it into that, uh, you know, that would look really sweet on an iPad. And, you know, it would also yeah. let them to catch up with the mini-games that the Rifters from Tryon Worlds already have. Yeah, the Rift ones are free, but I think for something like a pet battle system would be able to be chargeable, and I know I would pay at least, like, three bucks a month to do it, maybe. I would, um, too. Because that would be that'd be worth playing, especially since I have a lot of pets, and I know a lot of people that love you know pet battles so you know what i never saw the point of actually paying for the guild chat through the app or being able to post on the auction house through the app you know i never you know i i used it when it was in that free period when they were trialing it and after that i'm like you know what this isn't really worth paying for but exactly. if, they if they introduced pet battles into that i'm so there now on long lines of them you know trying to uh compete with other games uh by the time you listen to this the sale might already be over but in combating additionally to their original sale where you could get you know wrath and cataclysm for ten dollars each they've done another sale where the games are 75 percent off i'm guessing anticipation because of you know guild wars 2 launching their 5.0.4 patch and you know it is a month away before uh, MOP does release, but they do have a sale right now um, that ends on the 27th at midnight Pacific time. Um, 
for five dollars for the battle chest. I think it's five dollars for Wrath, and then ten for Cataclysm. Yep, same. It's the same in Europe. It's like uh, five euros for the battle chest, five for Wrath, and ten for uh, for Cataclysm as well. So you know, you know what? It doesn't surprise me. You know, there's a, a lot of the questions that were asked a couple of months ago was, you know, are Blizzard really afraid of Guild Wars two? And you know what? The answer is yes. Yeah, because it, to be honest, it's kind of dickish of them exactly one month ago to be like, hey, pay $10 for these. And then a month later to say, pay $5 for these two, but 10 for this one. So they literally possibly robbed $10 from people that jumped on a sale that they thought was only going to be once. And then they also dropped this patch out on the exact same day that Guild Wars 2 officially goes live for anyone who hasn't done the pre-buy on us. They're trembling in their boots. It's true. It's true. They are. But uh, Does Metzen oh, tremble in his boots, though? I think he would yell in a very strong voice to convince you that everything is okay while he wets himself. Nice. That's a really, really pleasant image. A really, really pleasant image. Swinging a doom hammer over his head. <laughs> As only he can. <laughs> so, uh, you know what, guys? Thanks very much for checking out episode two of the Level 85 Undead Rogue podcast. Um, been great to have you along and we hope that you guys uh, really enjoy what's coming with 5.04 if you want to check back in with us next week I think next week we are going to be talking about just getting ready for the uh, the Theramore scenario we'll be able to talk about that a little bit more once the actual files have been data mined uh, which no doubt they will Uh, the unknown scenarios that we were unaware of they will be out there and we'll be talking about that next week so don't forget to join us then Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. And so, my dearest Fleshy, your time here at the gallows end has come. What are we if not forsaken? But until next time, embrace the shadow. <laughs>